It really is such joy to gather with God's people on Christmas Eve to, to sing his praises and to spend time with those that we love so dearly in our faith family. And so welcome and thank you for joining us. It is with joy that I can open up God's word for a few moments. I know our children are excited to go home and open presents. And they're thinking, oh no, there's going to be a sermon. No, relax. It's not going to be a Friday morning full-length sermon. But it is fitting that when we gather together in the name of Jesus to praise him for his coming, that we do so by looking at his word. And so just Merry Christmas to you. It is so good on this evening as we focus our hearts and our minds on the glory of our God for sending Jesus to to rescue us. We who are undeserving and who have done nothing but run from him and sin against him, and yet at Christmas he displays his infinite perfections in coming to rescue us. And so let us read the account of the events surrounding his coming out of Luke 2. I'm reading out of the ESV. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they had saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Amen. Mary, Joseph, the angels, and baby Jesus are the most prominent characters in this Christmas story. But we cannot forget that along with them, you also had shepherds. And so God first revealed the coming of Jesus to these lowly, humble men who were out in the field watching their sheep, people that were not respected in society, those that were dirty and were, were unclean as far as the regulations the temple were concerned. These were not respected people, and yet God revealed himself to them. And our God indeed has a shepherd's heart and we are his sheep and the good shepherd laid down his life for the sheep and we who know him we hear his voice and we want to follow him and so he reveals himself to shepherds and 
what these shepherds experience is this truth here is life-changing and truly soul-satisfying. So I want to give you some truths from this text about these Christmas shepherds and how it applies to us today. Number one is the script of shepherds encountered God. So that's the first thing we see here. This is the first truth here is that these shepherds encountered God. See, they weren't looking for God. They were minding their own business out in the field, doing their job, doing their daily thing, just watching their sheep. But God had other plans for them. And then they encounter the angel of the Lord, this messenger of the Lord who gives this powerful message from God. And they say, behold, behold is just a big word that means look. But it doesn't mean a casual glance. It means pay attention, focus, perceive, really ponder what's happening here. Much like Mary was pondering these things. She was beholding these things. And so the angel says, behold, pay attention. Just like the song says, hark the herald angel. Hark means pay attention, listen up, focus on this. And they say, a baby is born. Now, not just any baby. They define who this baby is. The angel tells them, this baby is Christ the Lord. Christ means Messiah, the anointed one. Just like you have Samuel who anointed David to be king by pouring oil over David's head. He was anointed to be the ruler over God's people. And so the Messiah is the anointed one, the one that God has chosen and set apart to accomplish his purposes, to lead his people. And so you have here, Jesus is the Messiah. He is the Christ. He was promised 700 years earlier through the prophet Isaiah. And here he is. He is now born. He is the Messiah. He is the Lord. The Lord is the personal name for God. And so in the Old Testament, when you read the Lord, it means God. And so the angels are saying, this is the Messiah, the Savior, he is the Lord. He is God. This is not just some baby. This baby is God with us. He is Emmanuel, God in the flesh. And so they heard this message, and they go quickly with haste. They don't waste time. They go run to find God the Son who has become a human and has been born humbly, who is in a stable on a feeding box in a manger. And the shepherds find him in Bethlehem, and they kneel down before him. And when they knelt before Jesus, this infant, they're kneeling before God. They're worshiping God himself. And this is how God works in your life and in mine. See, these shepherds encountered God because God called out to them. They were just doing their thing, living their lives. They were at work, and God called them. Maybe you're just living your life, raising your kids. You're just at work. You're just doing your thing, and yet God has other plans for you, and he is calling out to you. He's calling you. And Jesus wants you to encounter 
him. And he yearns for you to draw near to him, to see him, to bend the knee before him, to adore him, and to be filled with inexpressible joy as you experience his presence. And so you were made for this. You were made to see the glory of Jesus and to experience his presence, to know and to enjoy God forever. How do you do that? How do you do that today? How? How is that possible? The same way that the shepherds encounter Jesus, the same way that you can encounter him today as well, with your eyes of faith. You can behold the glory of God in the face of Jesus. You trust him. It is a relationship after all. So with your eyes of faith, as you read the word, as you pray, in this relationship, you can encounter Jesus. So the second thing that we see here is, one, that they encountered God. Number two is these shepherds were promised peace. They were promised peace. The angel tells them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. He says, don't be afraid. Don't have fear. This is a message of peace of joy and they say glory to God in the highest on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased so they're saying don't be afraid this is a message of peace but peace is not a problem-free life like we think it is and we might just want problem-free life and we have a list like our kids all have a Christmas list right well, as adults, we, we have our list and we have, Jesus, fix these things for me. Take care of these things. Here's my list of, of my wants, and I need you to take care of these to fix my husband or my wife or my job or my finances or my health or whatever it is, and we, we want him to fix it. We want no problems, no stress, and yet peace is not a problem-free existence. God offers something far greater than that. Something eternal, something deeper that will satisfy your soul more than just getting that list of wants that you think will make you happy. But even if you got them, it wouldn't satisfy. What God offers you is peace with him. God offers you hope no matter how difficult or scary life might be on this Christmas Eve. See, we're all sinners, every one of us. We're all rebels and left to ourselves. We do not want to bow down and adore Jesus. And yet he came to change our hearts. And the Christmas message is God himself came near to rescue us. So Jesus was born to die. Christmas points to Easter. I'll give you one simple example of how we know this. In beginning here of the gospel, we see that Jesus was laid and they wrapped him in cloths. You go to the end of the same gospel and you will see when Jesus was laid, he was wrapped in cloths again. Different kinds of cloths. 
that he was laid down, but he was laid in grave clothes. And yet it's the exact same language, beginning and ending of this gospel, which is screaming out, pay attention to who Jesus is. He came humbly to be born, but he came to die for you and for me, to take away our sin. He resurrected from the dead, and so all those with whom God is pleased have joy and peace. Those of us who are trusting alone in Jesus, we have peace and we have hope and forgiveness. And so we're promised peace. And I pray that you will experience true peace this Christmas. That you won't be caught up with the busyness that is the holidays and you forget that it's about experiencing peace as you experience the presence of Jesus. So we were promised peace. Number three, these Christmas shepherds were promised joy. So they encountered Jesus, they were promised peace, and they were promised joy. And when they saw Jesus, they experienced this good news of great joy. They were promised joy. And their response whenever they encountered God himself was what? To glorify and praise God for all they had heard and seen. What they had heard and seen. What they experienced. They then praised and glorified God for it. They couldn't help themselves. It just came out. Just like your children. Like your child that wants that certain doll. And she's wanted it so bad. And she's been dropping hints or not so much. She's saying, Dad, I want that doll, right? And so then... And then you, you buy it for her, and then tomorrow morning, hope no surprise is getting spoiled, but tomorrow morning when she opens that present, is she going to say, oh, wow, Dad, I'm so glad you got me this. Or is it going to be, whoa, thank you, yay! It's like a child can't help him or herself. They just naturally, spontaneously just cry out with joy. This is, this is the natural response, and that's why parents buy their kids way too many things for Christmas. Because we love seeing our children cry out with joy. We love it. We don't love paying for the bills in January, but we love Christmas morning when we see the spontaneous joy. And so if it's fake or manufactured, it isn't really joy. You see, it has to be expressed. It has to be real and come from somewhere inside. The natural response to coming face to face with Jesus is joy. This is what happens. This is a natural result. And so if if you're walking in your life and and if you're just you're just empty or you just don't have that joy what you need is to encounter Jesus you need to come face to face with the savior let him fill you with joy you experience the presence of Jesus, for in his presence there is healing and there is true peace and joy. Encounter him afresh this Christmas. Number four, last, as we wrap things up, the Christmas shepherds were transformed. 
they were transformed. The shepherds began the story, mind their own business, just watching their sheep, doing their own thing. And the story ends, but they're missionaries. Man, they're telling everyone about the glory of God. They're telling everyone that they can possibly see. And then they're praising, glorifying God. This is a picture of transformation before and the after here in Luke 2. They couldn't help themselves but just tell other people. But see, here's what's interesting to me is, so these shepherds hear this message from the angelic messengers, these angels. And then these shepherds themselves become messengers, and now they're telling other people what they heard. And yet the story does not say that the other people in Bethlehem joins them in glorifying and praising God. They were intrigued, like, oh, that's interesting. Good for you, shepherds. I'm glad that works for them. I'm glad that Jesus thing and, and, and the baby you found, I'm, I'm glad that that's good for you. But we're not interested. We're good. They went about living their life like before. No transformation. No praising God. No glorifying him. No change in their lives. Why? What happened to the shepherds who heard a message and were transformed? And the townspeople who heard the message had no change. The difference? The shepherds encountered God. The shepherds saw Jesus. That changed everything in their lives. They heard and they responded, and they saw God in the flesh. They saw Jesus, and that changed them. And that's for you and me. Do you want your life to change? You see, God came into this world. We celebrate it now. He came for you and for me to save us from our sin. And the difference with being like the shepherds and being like the townspeople is seeing Jesus, truly knowing him, encountering him will change everything. So as we close, as we get all of these truths, let's put it together and give you the primary truth. This is the main idea from this text is that encountering Jesus transforms us, resulting in peace and joy. And so truly encountering him is what transforms us, and the result is peace and joy. This is the message of Christmas, that God showed that he loves you so deeply that he sent his son so you can have forgiveness and healing and peace and hope and true all the presents you're going to open will bring you joy, but very fleeting joy. Jesus, the ultimate gift, is eternal. And so do you need to encounter Jesus afresh? Maybe you need to encounter him for the first time. Maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus. It will be my pleasure to introduce him to you so you can know him. And you can experience his peace and joy that the shepherds experience, that those who know him are experiencing Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us.
So my prayer for you, for me, is that we'll experience him this Christmas. Will you pray with me? Father, we are so in awe and we are so grateful for you that you, God the Son, would become a human, come into this world for the purpose of saving us from our sin. And we are so humbled. And we are so grateful. Thank you for Christmas. Thank you that you came. You came so humbly as an infant in a stable, lying in a manger with the animals. And yet you resurrected with power, and you're going to return in full glory one day. We await that day. We anticipate your return, and our heart desires to live for you, to know you, and to make you known among those that are far from you. And so this evening and tomorrow, as we continue to celebrate your coming, Jesus, may we be gripped by your beauty, be in awe of who you are, and may that propel us to live lives of true joy and peace. We pray it in your name, Jesus, our first love. Amen.